Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are very excited for today's guest, indeed. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. So, Jonah, today's episode is all about trying to act cool, and being cool and stuff like that. And I I have a question for you. Do you think today, Jonah, as an adult, you're cool? Wow. That that's a really good question. Yeah. I think as like a kid version of Jonah looking at me today, I would think yeah. that I was cool cuz I can you know, stay up as late as I want. I like uh <laughs> I you know, I can play guitar. Right. I uh played in bands. You know, I have a lot of records. So yeah, I think I think pretty cool overall. I think I, I would think for the most part. What about you, Vanessa? Yeah, I like the way that you thought about that. Would child me think that I was cool today? And I think the answer is yes, because I'm an actor. And I think like being an actress, yeah. I would be so... I would, as a really little kid, I would put on a lot of performances. So getting to keep putting on performances and make money for it. I think I'd be like, okay, this absolutely rocks. Also, I have a lot of dresses. Not to brag, but I own so many dresses from various things I've done throughout the years. And so I think I'd be excited about that. And I own several pairs of high heels too, which was something that I always wanted as a kid. So I think between the dresses, the high heels, and the acting, yeah, I think... I had some chocolate when I came home. I didn't have to ask anyone. I just that ate it. Rocks, you know, Jonah, honestly. Bought it with my own money. Own money so yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's cool. Oh, okay. I want to add something to how I would think I'm cool. I have a TV in my room now. This has only been going on for about six months. I don't know if I've talked about this on here, but we weren't allowed to have TVs in our room really growing up. Although you sort of broke that rule by having like a really weird, um, broken black and white TV that you. It wasn't broken at first. Okay. 
but then it turned into sort of a radio. I ha- could- the short version is I had a I had a black and white one of those like really old TVs with the dials and like the curved kind of screen. And one day I spilled a bottle of Nyquil <laughs> in the top of it, and it shorted out the picture part, but the audio still worked. Yeah. And I have these distinct memories. I slept on a futon on the floor for some reason in my bedroom. I'm not know sure what you're why. Say. And I remember being a teenager sleeping on the futon and just listening to NYPD Blue <laughs> on my TV that had no picture and just like using my imagination i 100 percent remember you were listening to nypd blue specifically (laughs) well i have a tv in my room now and i man i'm on season six now of buffy the vampire slayer which a couple 20 25 years late but i i'm like love it's having a tv in my room watching buffy i'm like absolutely living my best life have you tried just listening to the audio with the picture (laughs) off I should try that. It's probably better for my eyes. It's good. Yeah. You don't get the blue light. Uh, Vanessa, do you want to go ahead and introduce today's guest? And Let's can... introduce today's guest and see if he thinks that child him would think he's cool today. Our guest today is a writer and actor who's worked on some of your favorite shows, including Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, The First Lady, and your actual favorite show. I love that for you. And who is a writer on the upcoming Netflix show, No Good Deed. Please welcome my friend, Zora Bikangaga. Hey. Hey, Zora. Nailed the pronunciation. Okay. We were talking before we started recording. I I was trying to make sure I had the correct pronunciation and somehow it led us into making fun of Jonah. And by us, I mean me and how he pronounces things. Pecan. Pecan Gaga. Pecan. Pecan Gaga. And, and I said, Jonah would say that wrong, but actually the word that Jonah says wrong is cashew. <laughs> I, I don't say it wrong. It sounds normal to me when I say yeah. it, but but yeah, like I said, you and you and my wife Vicky tend to just point out every time I say right. it that it's funny because we say cashew like normal people, right? Well, right. it's a. Uh, I I heard somebody from the East Coast recently uh, pronounce the the word raccoon uh-huh. is raccoon, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was so funny because uh, it, it sounded like very like Christopher Walken. Yeah. You know, like... Raccoon! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's, you know, because I didn't, I grew up on the West Coast, but I thought it was really funny. But also as someone that has, you know, parents that have like really thick accents, it's like I I try not to shame anyone for pronouncing... Right, right. That's cool of you. I mean, it's funny. It's always funny to me, but like, yeah, you know, because people just, you know, they're going to pronounce words differently. I'm imagining this person being from like... Did you say they're in New York? <laughs> they're they're from the East Coast, yeah. So were they like, we got we got a lot of raccoons? <laughs> Wait, no, that's just... kind of Philly, but <laughs> it's a little Philly, yeah. Uh, raccoons in the in the, in the John. Uh... <laughs> Wait, what's a New York accent? It's like how do New York? It, it, I keep thinking Philly. Well, like uh, coffee, you know? It's yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I grab I grab my coffee and, and I saw a raccoon. I grabbed my coffee and I saw a raccoon. <laughs> that sounds a little Jacob the Bar Mitzvah boy. Jonah, it did, it did. You know, Jonah's the inspiration for Jacob the Bar Mitzvah boy, and I didn't realize uh, it until all of his friends were like, "You're going on SNL doing an impression of Jonah." <laughs> and again, and adult friends, amazing because one of truly one of my favorite. Oh, that's so nice, Zora. of all time, truly. So, Zora, what about little Zora looking at you today? Yes. Uh-huh. What? What's? What do you think he's thinking? Cool. Um. First of all, I got you guys are cool. I would have thought you guys were cool. Just you know, in that Vanessa, 
you're you always have like you're always telling me about a thing that I don't know about. Really? Which is a marker of a cool person. Like it's always like, you know, some like clothing store or like hat that I should get. You know, wow, so that, that's, that's that's like a distinct marker of a cool person. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> and, and and Jonah, your mustache is aspirational. So thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I would think that that's cool. But Zora, you um, have a cool mustache now. That is true. You do have a cool mustache as well. It's taken me s- several decades <laughs> to achieve this. <laughs> several, uh, and and I'm here. But thank you. It, but it took me a long time. But listen, they take time. Yeah, they take time. But I, so to answer your question, I think that if I were to see myself now as a, as a kid, if, if kid, kid me was looking at yeah. me, I would automatically be like, he's as tall as Michael Jordan. He's cool. He's six <laughs> yeah. Six. Cause you, yeah, that, that You're right six away. Six? I'm six, six. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan is six, six too. Jordan is six, six and also Kobe Bryant, who I wanted wow. to, to be, you know? Yeah. So. Um, I, I would have just been fixated on how tall I am and like, just wouldn't stop thinking about it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Outside of anything, but I don't know, like there are other aspects where I'm like, I don't know if, am I still trying to sort of achieve this thing that I I wanted to be, you know, as, as far as like, do I look enough like Tupac? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a nose ring, like, you know, probably in in, in a month or so. And so that's like. The, the last piece of, of trying well, to look like Tupac. What about, do you have like any, do you have like a cool TV or speakers or anything like that that might have made Child Zora think you were really cool? Um, I have, I have a TV that I think Child Zora would think is cool because it's, you know, like it's bigger and, and you could watch sports really well on it. Like it's very awesome. like sort of like built for, for sports. So I think Child Zora would, would think that's cool, uh, which Joni, you were making me laugh so much when, describing the fact that you you listened to NYPD Blue. Yeah. Because it's like, that's how people used to like listen to like radio dramas, you know, like that's very old timey, you know yeah. what I mean? Like people yes. would just like sit oh, yeah. down by, by a radio and just listen to a program. Yeah, yeah. You got Jimmy Smith, Dennis Franz. I mean, <laughs> you, you know what's going on. Yeah. Was Dennis Franz the short guy? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. He was always mad. And then there was like an episode that was really controversial where like they showed his butt or something. And it was I like, I kind of remember it this. was like a really huge deal. Like people were like, you can't show that on network TV. <laughs> and like, <laughs> do you think that that was his butt though? I don't know. I've never really researched it, but I think it was very controversial at the time. That show was pushing the envelope. I think maybe they swore. Like now I feel right. like you can you can swear on like every channel no it's like no big deal but back then it was like a huge deal. Mm. Well, and also just Dennis Franz like this is you know all love to Dennis Franz we're huge fans. He's not like the hot guy on the show. So I also think <laughs> yes. it was it was sort of shocking to see his butt because and I don't mean to linger on this too long but like it wasn't like a sexy move that they were doing to get viewers. It was like why are they doing I think it was I don't remember I haven't thought about this and so on. I think it was because that show was trying to be like really raw and they're like this is like real this is you know New yeah. York this is like this is you know uh-huh. if you um, yeah get in <laughs> if you want to watch a real raw we're not going to show you a hot person's butt we're going to show you Dennis <laughs> right. butt and if you can you handle it you, so, you wimps so the the controversy was like it was more like him like out of that I don't know. I couldn't see it, right? So I heard about this part later, I guess. <laughs> I, I do remember, because I didn't watch it as a kid, but I remember seeing 
like the previews for it, like the promos, and kind of having that reaction of like, why is the like okay, this guy's the star? <laughs> like yeah. this is the guy that you're showing in in the promos and and you know, sort of bragging about like Emmys and stuff. Like I was always like confused like why they led with him, but maybe that was just me being shallow well, and, and not thinking also, that he was cool. Yeah. There was also <laughs> a woman on it who was really beautiful. And I remember being fixated and then she got her own spin-off show. Mm. I'm having a tough time thinking of her name. <laughs> um, but she I remember as someone who had curly hair that would often straighten it, I remember being like, she sort of would go, she would toe that line too, where she would like sometimes straighten her curly hair and sometimes wear it curly. And I remember being like, first of all, someone has to be professionally straightening her hair, which that is now I know with TV, like someone does your hair. So mystery solved. But it just, I remember, I always like appreciate, even though I straightened my hair, I always wanted people to wear their hair curly because it made me feel like I could wear my, anyway. That's cool. The point is, bored everyone for a minute about this <laughs> woman. No, that's, it's curly hair I grew my mustache because of Dennis Franz. Really? Really? <laughs> no, no, no. But I was just trying to make you feel better about your... <laughs> Thank you, Jonah. Olivia just sent us an article called How NYPD Blue Broke the Naked TV Rules. See? Yeah. See, wow. I remember this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's a deep, that is a deep cut. It just... It seemed so adult to me. Like, my, my memory of, of NYPD Blue, it was like... Yeah. It was like that. And, and for whatever reason, like, mad about you just seemed like so adult like it was just like that's a that's a show that's not for yeah. me yeah yeah show you know what show i've been watching from that era that just got at all six seasons just got at amazon prime is northern exposure oh my god yes <laughs> yes and yeah my my wife is out of town there's a lot of moose motifs yeah in the intro mm -hmm. there's a moose walking through the town okay. but my wife is out of town so i can watch whatever i want so i'm like oh, i got it i gotta get in all the northern exposure i can and is it good it's such a weird show and I almost don't want to talk about it too much because it could be like a whole other episode because I know this is more of an NYPD Blue podcast. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's like this, do the protagonist is doctor who has to go to Alaska and then his contract basically says he can't leave. So he's got to like just live in this remote town in Alaska as this doctor and there's, it's such a weird show. Yeah. I definitely remember the the, the moose yeah. part of it, but also like being attracted to the woman who like thinking that she was like really pretty and being like, why am I... <laughs> Why am I leaving this this episode on? Like I don't like this <laughs> subject, but I, I keep watching this, this it's, woman. Uh, it's 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 like an adult. It's like kind of like makes you feel too. It's like a comedy, but it's like clearly made for adults because like there's all these references to him being like this Jewish guy from New York, and there's all these kind of like inside yeah, jokes about weird. it stuff you would not. But I feel like as a kid, you just watch TV made for adults because there well, wasn't as much stuff for you. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it on at around the same time? as meaning like maybe in succession with the show that was Jennifer Love Hewitt and another kid and they lived in Hawaii with their and their dad had red hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? We I thought you were going to say Party of Five, but this no. Before Party of Five? This was pre-Party of Five. This was like probably one of Jennifer Love Hewitt's first acting roles. Jonah, you definitely know this show. I feel like you would watch it. Uh, Olivia, can you look up Jennifer Love Hewitt's IMDb? It's called. Wait. It was called like Way Out There or something. They lived in Hawaii. They lived in Hawaii, and I also think they had to move there for something with the dad. And it was like a brother and sister living in Hawaii. With Vanessa, I think you might have made the show up. No, it's real. <laughs> you should pitch like, this. <laughs> it was very Northern expo exposure ish. The Birds of Paradise. Okay. Okay. 
I don't remember the show. Olivia, sure can you find it. an image of it to show to Jonah? Because he definitely... Birds okay. of Paradise. Birds is spelled B-Y-R-D-S. I think because th- that's how their last name was spelled. Mm. Okay. Which is actually pretty catchy if you think about it. It's a good, okay. it's a good title. It's a good title. Do you remember that at all, Jonah? Is this Seth Green as the other kid? Maybe. That's surprising because, I, I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt was... I think it is. This is definitely... Yeah. And I said the dad was a redhead guy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, you know, Seth Green, sorry, because I'm watching it right now. Really, really important character on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Also, in the movie, Can't Buy Me Love. Is he like a baby in it? He's like a very, very young, young brother, I think. If I'm misremembering, you could look it up, Olivia, but he's in one of those like 80s movies and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's Can't Buy Me Love. Wow. Wow. I always associate him with those rallies, ka-ching commercials. Me too. I thought that was his first thing (laughs) and it wasn't. I'm right. Yeah. He's in Can't Buy Me Love. He plays Patrick Dempsey's like, he's, he's like six or something and he's at the dinner table. I was watching it recently and I was like. Seth Green is in this? What? Wow, I never knew that. That's yeah. crazy. Also, just to say as like a side note, isn't it crazy how Patrick Dempsey went from being like the nerd in Can't Buy Me Love to like being McDreamy in Grey's Anatomy? He made such a transition. And kudos to Grey's for like being like, you know you know who we're going to make hot? Yes. We're going to bring this guy back and he's going to be fucking steamy. Yeah, yeah. What if, what if they brought in <laughs> Dennis Franz? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Could you, can you imagine? Yeah. You know what? You know what? We're going to bring Dennis Franz and you're going to, you're going to like his butt. It's not going to be like him. It's going to be like, ooh, him. I love that. But you know, like they really did that. Cause if you think about the other kind of nerd from that era was John Cryer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he went on to do Two and a Half Men. He's still like kind of the uncool. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of episodes of that show, but still kind of like the uncool guy. For sure. He's still successful, but like. Yeah. He's like Charlie Sheen slash Ashton Kutcher's like the uncool sort of brother. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then now he's in a new show called Extended Family where he's like still friends and co-parenting with his ex, Extended Family. Right, uh. right. And, and he's playing like the uncool ex-husband next to Donald Faison, who's very cool. Donald Faison's an absolute legend. Uh, Donald John Faison. And, and, and John Carr has always been nerdy. And also, don't you feel thrilled? Because don't you think that he and Zach Braff are making so much money on those? They're doing... What is the commercial they're in for phones or something? Yeah, some kind of it's on every. Oh, five it's seconds. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Yeah, T-Mobile. Yes, 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 yes. So yes, yes. I always am always okay. I'm I'm perplexed by like the rules of using television duos and people that are known to be like of another property, right? And then then they're together doing their their shtick in a commercial. Like, how are you allowed to? Do, can you do that? I think you can. I think it's like, I think if they were nice, they could have reached out to Bill Lawrence and been like, hey, we got this offer. I hope it's cool with you. But I think Uh because they weren't using their names, like their character names from Scrubs, and also because it's been so long, Mm -hmm. it's probably fine. Yeah. Can I tell you a crazy story? I was at this party, this holiday party, and this guy came up to me and he was like, I was in a T-Mobile commercial with you 
like years ago, because I was in a T-Mobile commercial once. Okay. I don't think I'm, I made that phase on. Seth Green touching. Yeah, you know? I don't think yeah. I made that money. Uh, it, was, it was really Joel McHale was like the star of the commercial. And then like I was in the commercial too. And okay. this guy came up to me at this party this year and he was like, technically last year. <laughs> um, and he was like, I did this T-Mobile commercial with you and you were so nice and you were really supportive. And I just really want to thank you. And he's Jake from State Farm. He plays Jake from State Farm. And I was Whoa. like, what? I was like, well, now you're the king of commercials. Like, you're Whoa. so you're so good in those commercials. And also, like, he probably is making that Donald Faison money, okay? Oh, yeah. A couple of two things. But uh, Kevin Miles. Kevin Miles is his name. We should have him on this podcast. And I was like, and now you're like... Probably he's doing so great, and he's probably again making a lot of money. So I'm that's like, yeah, I mean that's that's wild. That's like a that's wild because he's truly one of like the TV spokespeople of our generation. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, really. I mean, and like is in cool, funny commercials and is great in them. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Um, well, yeah. kudos to you for for you know. Being nice to an up and comer, yeah, that ended up becoming a honestly a black legend at this point. That's what let's I would say. Let's be well, real. Yeah, let's be real. Okay, well, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with Zora Beacon Gaga. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So, Zora, today we wanted to talk about trying to act cool when we were younger. And I thought we could kick off with a story that you told me, and it's pretty incredible. And, you know, you were a writer in the I Love That For You room and such a great writer. And that's why, you know, we had you in the room. You were so wonderful. But part of the reason you were such a great fit for the show, aside from being a brilliant writer, is that 
the main character, my character, and I love that for you, has sort of this lie that she keeps telling uh, until it goes too far. And you had sort of something like that that you did to kind of make an... Well, why don't you tell <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I I brought it up in the interview, which I was like, oh, no, they think I'm a liar now. And I no, no, no. We were chances. like, this is incredible. <laughs> he has to work on the show. <laughs> oh, thank God. I, I It just like, you know, it was such a comfortable interview. I was like, oh, my God, these I was nervous beforehand. Cause I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I am such fans of, of all you. But then it was it, it got so comfortable. Like, I, you know, like we're we're, we're friends. And so. I remember just sort of spilling out the story, not expecting to tell it and not expecting to connect it to yeah. the the show material. And then, it, you know, it was such an easy connection. But then after I, I definitely was like, oh, no, like they think that I'm a, a sociopath and <laughs> and I'm a big liar. And they're like, oh, we're not going to hire this guy. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad that I did. But uh, to tell you this, you know, just the abbreviated version, totally. I... You know, went to college, first day of college, thought it'd be funny to prank my new roommate by by doing a, a thick Ugandan accent for like a, a few minutes, you know, just on a dare for my high school friends. Right. I forgot it was a dare from your high school friends. It was, it was a dare from my high school friends. It was just like this voice that I would put on to like make my friends laugh and just prank, you know, like drive through window people and servers and yeah. stuff just just like dumb shit in high school oh i used to love to do accents like try and do british acts i you know and stuff like that but um yeah it's probably more convincing but yes go ahead well and, and it was like based on my dad you know mostly and 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 also coming to america it was like this cross between like you know prince akeem and and, and my dad uh and so it was just like this thing of like oh you should prank you know your roommate for like a couple of minutes and it'll be hilarious and you know uh, i met this family and then you know i'm meeting my ra and i'm meeting the, you know the people in the hallway and like and I'm you're using this accent and i'm like hey, you can't get out of it and and so like it ended up lasting you know for the day and then the next day and, and then for the entire first semester it was like I, I couldn't get out of this accent and all your teachers and everyone thought you were from uganda and that you had a yeah Everyone thought that I was from Uganda. And again, like I didn't, I didn't have this concept of like what college life was going to be like. And so yeah. I, I just didn't know how quickly you meet people. You know, you're just like meeting people so fast, right? Right. especially that first day. It's like you're meeting all your best friends with people that are going to become like your best friends that, that first year. And, and, and so I was just this person. And then, you know, I, I didn't expect to, become such a like a like a notable person you know like i was like oh i'm gonna like be you know like a first year at the school but then they're like he's from uganda like he's i just was way cooler than yeah. i thought that i was gonna be like I, I thought i just didn't expect any of that to happen and of course i was like very alluring and i'm like oh yeah i'm getting all this attention and and with my professors it was like they they wanted to like hear my opinions on stuff like in, in class, you know, <laughs> like in like world, like world cultures, you know, they're like, oh, like Zora, like, what do you think about colonialism? And, you know, like that kind of shit. So it was, it was hard to get out of. Yeah. It was very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. What made you decide to get out of it? And I kind of remember this, but I want you to tell, like, how did you do it? Well, so this, so I did this prank like a year before Facebook dropped, right? So there was like no way to sort of like... Look you up. Yeah. Research 
you can't and, and if i kept doing this like i could have been grandfathered in as like this person like on social media you know what i mean like it was like you couldn't look anyone up and so when i i guess like became this character you know like this guy at a certain point at the end of the day i was like oh my god i this is crazy like these people think i'm from africa and then as i was getting to know people it just became, you know, like any sort of 80s movie or, or you know, like, I love that for you. Like, it's you, you can't break that trust that you've already sort of built in these people that you really like and, and that yeah. love you. And so I remember I got like really close to my roommate, like really close to the like the guys on my floor. And, you know, I got close to this girl, you know, that I didn't expect to meet, you know, and, and, and she was it was like that first year, like freshman year kind of relationship situation ship where we weren't like physical together but we yeah. just stayed up all night talking about music and like the world and shit it was all like endorphins and and she was certainly like putting me like on a pedestal and, and kind of idealizing me in in, in in this certain way because she was like this black woman that grew up in baltimore and like i'm she's looking at me like i'm this like african prince and i'm like looking at her like oh my god you're like you're like ashley from fresh prince of bel-air like that's what you look <laughs> right. like you know what i mean right. i had this like this this sort of idealized version of her so we weren't really looking at each other realistically it was it was yeah. through rose colored lenses and so anyway i just after a while i felt so not only guilty but there's a loneliness in in being surrounded by people but no one knowing who you are you know yeah, especially yeah. like in this place where there was like no one to talk to like i I remember I had my friend from high school, one of the the guys that like dared me because he didn't believe me. You know, he's like, you're not doing this. I'm like, I'm doing this. And so he came and stayed with me for the weekend. But part of it was like, I need to connect with somebody that knows who, knows me who you really because, are. Right? Yeah. Because I'm forgetting who I am. I'm like going, I feel like I'm going crazy and I need someone to witness this to know that like, I'm not in this dream world and I've become like this person. And so he came and he was just laughing his ass off the entire time. But then it, it just got like really deeply lonely and and, and guilt-ridden and and i remember you know sort of uh, like like coming coming out to like my my roommate first because he was my closest friend yeah but i was sort of still doing it in the prankster way like where like he i i walked in i remember he was like studying and i walked in the, into my dorm room and and i was like i was like yo man you know any of my honeys call for me because this was like back when you had like dorm phones so yeah leave voicemail and <laughs> <laughs> and he like looked at me crazily and and I was like that was my American accent was 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 it a good accent you know and he's like dude that was crazy man that was like such a crazy like sounded like you're from America <laughs> and 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 I and I said well what you know what if I told you that I actually I am from America and you know I'm, I'm from Healdsburg and I'm not really from Uganda and he looked at me honestly like he didn't like the the world had turned upside down like he just truly looked so confused and lost and 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 he was like, I, I gotta get out of here. You know, I, I gotta go for a run. And he went for a run and he was gone for about an hour. Wow. And he came back and he and he was like, It makes so much sense. Of course. Of course you're not from Uganda. Like you would always you would always go to the the laundry room, you know, to to talk on the phone and, and you're always just speaking in the hushed tone and like, oh my God, it's like, oh my God, look, you like you have a yearbook like under your bed. Like it was <laughs> it was all sort of like piecing together for him in this Kaiser Sose way. And and he and he was like, okay, first of all, he was he was like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but second of all, that was hilarious. 
and I'll only forgive you if you do the same thing you did to me to like all our friends in the hallway. Like you need to do that like accent thing. So they came in one by one, like our close friends in the hallway. Oh my God. And I would, you know, and I was like, like, what's, what's going on, man? Like, what's good? Like I would talk in an American accent and they all reacted in different ways. Some of them were like, what the hell? Like, you know, and, and some of them were like this one guy just started laughing hysterically. Like he couldn't stop laughing and he couldn't even speak. He was just laughing the entire time. And so it became this, this thing, like my sort of gesture to the the guys that I became closest with was that they would be in on the prank for at least like a week before I, I would come out to the campus. And so they were in on it, you know, and, and, and we would be in, in the dining commons and, and people would come up to me like, Oh, you know, like they used to call me like the prince. Like that was like my nickname. Right. <laughs> like, and so they go, oh, the prince, you know, I'd be like, hey, man, you know, I would do the accent and they would just be fucking laughing. And then I remember like sort of revealing like my identity to, uh, to, to Angela, the, the girl that I, that I got really close with. And, and she had a very warranted reaction. Like she got so mad at me and she was like, yeah. She was like, you, like you, she said, she was like, like and you even sound like a white boy too, and she like stormed out which, of the room. Which I don't know, like not whatever. White. Like she was nineteen years old, um, but that was like her dig at me is that I sounded like a white boy. But it's like not a whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. She's mad. She's saying words yeah. that maybe she doesn't mean. Um, but she she disowned me, and uh, oh. and and we fell out and and. The the happy ending to that story is that years later, like she reached out to me. I'm talking about like this was maybe seven years ago. So we're like deep wow, into wow. deep into adulthood. And and she hit me up. She was in LA and she and we like met up for coffee. And she was like, I was really mad at you. I was, I was really fucking mad at you for years, you know? And then at some point, like I thought about it and and I was like, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Like that shit was funny, you know? And I was like, yeah, it was funny, right? And she's like, well, you still lied to me. So she would, we still have this dynamic where we we, we still hang out and she's like, you know, married now and, and all that. But like she, she always, she still gives me shit for lying to her. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Is it, that is such an incredible story. And, and I haven't done anything like that since. And, and, and the funny thing is like, you know, it, it did feel like this 80s movie, but I I ended up transferring out of that school. I transferred to 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 Seattle Pacific like after that, just because like how do you top that year? Right, right, of right. college. It was just it was so intense. It was so it was so intense. It's like you can't you can't top that. And so I ended up transferring to this liberal arts school in, in Seattle. And I remember like not even thinking about like there's no way I'm gonna do the accent. I'm not gonna do the prank. And then I got there and and I show up to orientation and like there was this thing in my brain that was like, do the accent, <laughs> like, do <it. laughs> like do it again. And I was honestly like so close to doing it again. Cause it was like, that was so fun. And lo and behold, the, the first people that came up to me, the first people that I met at the school were these two guys from Uganda. Oh my God. Ken and Simbi and James, James and Simbi. And they're like, Hey man, you know, like we're from Uganda. And I was like, this is the universe being like, <laughs> Just hang it up. Hang Don't it up. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. 
<laughs> don't do it, bro. And so thank you know, thank God that happened. But isn't that crazy? That is that's wild. So crazy. Yeah. yeah the brain. The brain. <sighs> it's funny. It's a funny, funny place. It's an incredible. I see what you're like. There is something so fun about like putting on this thing and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was like everyone was pr- so impressed and so excited about like, you know, similar, similar to, to Joanna, you know, and, and I love that for you. It's like you, you're, you're being treated completely differently or in this way that you want. Yeah. To, and that you feel sure. like you, you deserve, you always should have. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, no, I, this, I should be this cool. Like totally. I should, totally. I should be this popular. You know what I mean? Like this is all, these are all the things that I've all that, that I've wanted. You know, I mean, and then you, I was going to say, like, I even, you know, in high school, everyone knew, like, I was, for anyone who hasn't seen it, watch it. The show, I Love That For You, is, like, sort of inspired by my life and is about when I had leukemia as a teenager, but I was diagnosed in ninth grade. And then, you know, throughout high school, everybody knew that I either had it or was battling it or had survived it, you know. And so I was sort of, like, associated with it. And then I went to college and it was, like, nobody knew that. And I was, like, everyone's treating me like I'm normal and this kind of (laughs) sucks. And I remember using it, like, I remember a couple classes where there was this one class I had to, like, write an, I had to email the person. And I definitely was like, my experience having leukemia in high school, like, blah, 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 blah. And then I like, got into the class and then I was like, mm, I don't want to do this. class. But I remember, like, <laughs> in two different classes, and I don't think I did either of them because, they were, you know, if you have to write a, a email or, you know, contact the teacher personally to get into the class, it's probably kind of a hard class and... Yeah, I didn't really have time for that, but um, got in. <laughs> no, there was another. This is, this is Penn, right? I mean, this, this is Penn. This is yeah, Penn. There not was easy another to get into one of these classes, uh, kind of journalism class that I tried to get into, and then it was like so much work, and I was like, uh, <laughs> sorry. But I remember kind of dropping it with people, and then of course the whole time I was at SNL, everybody knows I was. <laughs> I would, but like it's like you want to have this special thing to like make you cool and make you like you know unique and when people don't know that yeah when people when you don't have it even though i would say, say this about like zora you don't need you're such a great cool interesting person without you know being you know american <laughs> but uh like it is hard to know you know think that about ourselves well thank you so. that's, that's very sweet it's it's taken a long time to, you know embrace that but like but it is this thing, you know, also like where it is an insecurity thing, but then it's like this thing of like deeply wanting people to know like who you are. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I obviously had like a different journey in, in high school where I just felt like no one really sort of like knew who I was. And I didn't really know because I had yeah. these African parents and I was in this town where there's like no black people, you know, and I was like, sort of ostracized in this weird way that I didn't like understand. And I was like, there's something I don't, there's something that's disconnecting between the way that I'm treated and the way that I see myself and like who I am. Yeah. And so like going and and becoming this, like the prince, right? Like it was a way to sort of act out how I felt like I should be in this way, even though like I wasn't being who I was like in a way, like I was able to like be more of who perhaps I, I really was inside. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think the technological aspect is so interesting too, like how difficult that would be to do now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because someone would just Google you and see a million things. Yeah. It would be psychotic now. I mean, you'd have to like create. Make a whole page. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to like, really commit to that story. <laughs> like take some of like, you know, my like cousin's pictures from Uganda and sort of like right. Photoshop me in. And, you know, me being on this like dirt road and shit. Like it, it would, it would be way more psychotic. <laughs> right, right, right. Be a lot more work too. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. So are there things that you remember doing when you were younger, when you were in school to act cool? And like, that's, I guess, the whole question. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Well, so I was like fixated with, because I grew up in Healdsburg, which is this like small wine country town, which is super bougie now. But when I was a kid, it was like, no one, no one knew where it is. It's, you know, it's there's not that many black people there. You know, yeah. like it was like me and and this kid Ben Jackson who was adopted and and like it was there wasn't like a, a black family. There was like another black family that was like Jehovah Witness, but they homeschooled. So it was truly okay. like me and okay. Ben Jackson. And so, like, I just was so fixated on like black people on TV. Uh-huh. You know, because like I had like my my family who were from Africa, and that's like a very specific. But I I, I was like I, I needed. I don't know. I, I just was like so desperate to to connect to like that type of American culture because I didn't yeah, yeah. Really, really know it growing up with, in, in this African household. So I, I was obsessed with the Fresh Prince, you know? Like yes. Pre slap. Pre slap Will Smith. Pre slap. <laughs> and he was everything. Like he was like the, like he was funny. He was like cool. And, and, and so I just remember like emulating everything about him and, and like obviously like just like any literally any black person that was on TV. Yeah. 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 Was 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 it, it for me. Like or, or uh like rappers. Just yeah, just acting like the opposite of of just this um African kid who lives right, in Right, 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 right. What do you think you did to sort of emulate them? Like were there specific like for ex- like, I mean, I know Jonah was really into crisscross, and mm-hmm. he and his friend Chad once went to the mall with their jeans on backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was I, so I thought LL Cool J was cool. Yeah, I did. Well, I did the backwards pants thing. Yeah, that was like more. It. You had to do it. I, I remember being like maybe second grade, so it was a little, <laughs> you know, so like cute. It, but I was wearing them backwards. It was, it was actually, that was actually the first concert that I ever went to. I saw them at Great America in oh Santa Clara. My God. Wow. How was that show? It was amazing. I remember every like moment of it. It was like just, it was, it, there were like kids on stage like rapping. We we're just like, oh my God. <laughs> like we own this place. Who did they perform with? Was there other bands on the bill? No. I can't even can't remember. remember if it was, I just remember them and being like, oh my God, these are the coolest kids I've ever seen on this entire planet. For we sure. all dressed up. Every kid had the backwards clothes and we're just all like, jump, yeah. jump. It was, <laughs> anyway. Um, but that's, I, I definitely did that. And then I remember being really into like LL Cool J, thinking uh-huh. like he's cool and rolling up one pant leg. Yeah. Right, right. That was that was definitely something that I emulated and, and yeah, just like shaving my head. Like I shaved my head because I wanted to look like Tupac. Like, just an amalgamation of of just all these people yeah. who who I wanted to be like wind like a lot of like windbreakers because yeah. of the Fresh Prince like you always had like a cool windbreaker on that's right yeah you know yeah. just like stuff like that yeah but but also just tragic because I was doing it all in a way that was just so forced 
Well, how could you not though? I mean, Jonah, I don't mean to throw you under the bus, but Jonah got really into, he and his friends in a really weird way when they were in like sixth or seventh grade, got really into wearing designer brands. But (laughs) the brands I'm talking about specifically are Gerbo, like everyone had to have Gerbo jeans and and guess like a lot of guess. Zcat Zcavarici was a big one. Yeah. Okay. And in the most like kind of ridiculous way, judge each other on like having the coolest. <laughs> yeah. Coolest this brands. was. I want to be clear too. This was like a, a short lived phase. Short lived. It it made a real impression on me, which is why I think I talk about it a lot. Yeah. This is before I got into like punk rock and music and like yes, this was yeah. like the farthest thing from my mind soon. Yeah. But yeah, I someone got into it and then yeah, I felt like I didn't have a lot of that kind of stuff. Like our parents wouldn't really buy it for me. And so uh-huh. I would have like the same outfit I'd wear every day. Did you have like the guess overalls? The over, I was going to say the overalls were really big. I remember that. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever had them. You know what I do remember? I remember mom had some guest jeans and I wore them to school one day. I was like, this is perfect. Cause like I, <laughs> for some reason I would like wear my parents clothes a lot. <laughs> You would like, wear some my, of my clothes too because you yeah, were so skinny kinda, and you could like, I don't, for some reason it was cool to wear everyone else's clothes. Uh, but my dad had these big, like these big kind of like plaid shirts I would wear. My dad's a, a bigger guy than me, uh-huh. especially back then. Yeah. So I'd wear these shirts that were huge on me and I would wear, I, my mom had guest jeans. I was like, perfect guest jeans. But then someone was like, oh, the guest, the question marks red and like the men's, it's supposed to be green. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so that was like very, that. yeah, I got kind of called out for that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, interesting. The overalls, wearing one strap down with the overalls or both straps down. I mean, that mm-hmm. was where it was at. I never really had overalls. I always wanted them though. Did you have any? I had overalls, but I remember like wanting the the guest overalls desperately, but yeah, not having access to them because Healdsburg was so it was like relatively rural. You know, like we didn't have yeah like a mall that had guests, so. I just remember being like, I want guest jeans. And my mom was like, they don't have a guest here. So like, you're not going to, like, you're going to have these. Yeah. You're not going to get. Take these Jordash. Yeah. I remember yeah. I had overall shorts overalls and I got two pairs at Marshall's. One was a plain, one was solid colored and one was striped, mm-hmm. you know, it was sort of blue with a white pinstripe. And I wore them all the time. And of course, I didn't wear both straps up because I'm not a freaking dork. Um, <laughs> of course. I would wear one strap down. <laughs> And I remember being like, this is so, you know, I've made it, basically. Yeah. Did you ever cuff? Did you guys cuff the jeans? I was never into cuffing. I, I, I could never I could never get it to stay. And it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I just wasn't for me. What about you? Did you ever cuff? French cuff, right? When you like yeah. make a little pleat. You sort of, um, I remember like, you kind of fold the end. Yeah. And then you you roll and then it you up. Roll. And then you roll it up. I don't know if that's it's so funny. I don't know if this is a West Coast thing. All of the stuff you're referencing, there was something you referenced earlier too. Um, our cousin Mia, our cousins who grew up in Ukiah, our cousin Mia taught me about like all of this stuff. And she'd be like, You have to French cuff your jeans. Yeah. And I'd be like, and, and rolling up one pant leg and stuff. Like she did all that stuff in Northern California and I remember like trying to do that because I was like, Mia does this. So I have to like figure out how to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. But I remember the cuffing was really cool. It was cool. My sister was born in Ukiah, by the way. Really? Wow. She was born in Ukiah. Yeah. How old is she? She is 34. She's born in. (gasps) Oh, she might know her cousin Lauren. 
It's a really small town. Ta- we'll sidebar about this, we'll even sidebar. though yeah, we'll fine. we'll sidebar. But yeah, you guys, is a, a whole vibe. But yeah, it, I guess I guess maybe it is a West Coast thing. Your your cousin would definitely know about Miller's Outpost. What is that? Which was like a store. So so Miller's Outpost was like the store to go to in you know like middle school, right? Like where they had all like the baggy jeans. So like you would oh. go there to to buy these like anchor. They're called Anchor Blue. That came in extra baggy. You can you can buy them as a size baggy or extra baggy. Wow. Okay. And so you would just go like I, I remember buying like size forty jeans. Yeah. As a middle <laughs> schooler, getting one of in those middle school <laughs> in middle school, like seventh grade, getting one of those um those belts that look like they're like sort of flat and and like fabric it's not like um like a leather belt but it's yeah it's i know like what tape. you mean and they sort of yeah, slide yeah. they slide yeah, yeah and they sort of clap like clasp on and so i remember getting those and just pulling it as tight as they could be and and cuffing the bottom and, and truly looking like a <laughs> like a crazy person i mean once Jonah did get into punk stuff, we've talked about this a thousand times on here, but he was so into Jinkos and would truly look like he was floating down the hallway. Just <laughs> just the biggest bottoms on his jeans that you could never see his feet. <laughs> it's just them just being all just like covered in dirt and just me tripping over them yeah. and like just the worst. Just and so then, gross. And then the cuff would, would come undone for those of us that cuffed. And then so you would just be dragging them yeah, be- because they're too big. So like you would have to replace them because they would just get all ripped at the bottom because you're a seventh grader wearing, you know, wearing 40, 40 size jeans. They're too big. They're too big. Yeah. My only jeans thing was to me, the coolest jeans that my friend Lissy would go. She and her sister Shauna would go to New York with their dad every once in a while and they would go to like thrift stores and she would, or she, I don't know what kind of, and they would get used jeans. Okay. And they were so cool because they had like some holes in them and people had worn them before. And I remember being like, Lissy's jeans are the coolest. And then one day I went to Lissy's house and her sister Shauna was like, you can, these are like old used jeans of mine if any of them fit you. And I took like three pairs of used jeans and then I'd go to school and be like, Everybody better fucking bow down because I'm wearing these absolutely cool used jeans. And like, I just felt so cool in them. And I actually, they'd probably be so tiny on me now, but I'm so sad I don't have them anymore. Because there was like one pair in particular that I was like, I'd wear them all the time. And actually, you know what else is funny about that? I just thought of our grandma, Jonah, Grandma Evie had some like old Calvin Klein jeans she gave me once. Ooh, and I was like, really? these are not only used, but they're like used by my ancestor. And these absolutely rock. And they were really nice jeans. And those I also wish I still had. Well, don't you guys think it's crazy that it's it's all back now? And and, yes. and not only that, but like people yeah. wearing the vintage stuff. It's like the, the older it is, yes. if you unearth those old Calvin Klein jeans, like there would be gold. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's so... It's I, was in, I was in Glendale and I was... I was I ran into these kids, these like truly like they were like, I don't know, like ninth graders. And one of them was wearing Jinko jeans that looked like they were from 1996. Oh my God. Like no, they were so big and it was, it was weird. It was almost like looking at like a portal, you know, in time, not, not yep. just because just that age and, and, and I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to see kids Yeah, in, in those par- like, you know, um, like, Essentially, they look like parachutes. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. The legs. 
it's so crazy. I mean, it, I know that's like also Jonah always has the experience of seeing people in like $500, $500 band t-shirts from like, you know. Yeah, it's so weird when you go mm-hmm. to like, if you go to like Hudson, New York or something, you go in some boutique, they're like, this Bon Jovi shirt is $400. And it's like, it's so, it's so bizarre. This like thrift store kind of aesthetic is now yeah. like so expensive. And it's, it's so yeah. expensive. For rich people who like don't want to go to a thrift store and look through all this stuff they can just walk in and be like yep yeah it's like so curated yeah and 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 there's something a bit self-righteous about it in that and i don't mean to shit on this because it's good to like sort of um not be wasteful but there's this thing of like we're not wasting okay like we're buying vintage because we're not adding to the trash island right right in the sea and it's like okay but also like who could afford this you know like this like (laughs) polo ralph lauren i know you know, from like 1998 is $400. Like, yeah. get off your fucking high horse and maybe yeah. reduce the price a little bit and also be green. Yeah. 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 And so, honestly, when we're on the subject, is everyone a curator now? Like, is there any kind of, I get if you're curating a museum or something, that's uh-huh. your job. I get it. <laughs> but it's like, okay, if you put together a playlist or hung a t shirt on a rack, are you really a curator? <laughs> are you a curator? <laughs> like, it's people are just, it's, it's settled down. Yeah, settle yeah. down. Settle Let's down. Just settle down. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Zora Beacon Gaga. Hey. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Well, Zora, are you ready to play a little game with us? Absolutely. This is a sort of newer game of ours that Jonah has titled. <laughs> it's called Congratulations, You Played Yourself Product Edition. Congratulations, You Played Yourself. Okay. This is a new segment. I think we've only done it once before. We discuss three products that were discontinued in 2023, and we pick one of them which we'd like to bring back. Uh, In other words, which of these corporations completely played themselves? I guess what I'm trying to say here is (laughs) if you took away a product that we want to bring back, 
then as a corporation, you have played yourself. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's a little it's, convoluted. It's, but, it's, I just, uh, just want to hear. I, I just want to hear Vanessa say congratulations because well, you played you. Uh, that's very nice. Even though it's Jonah's favorite phrase. <laughs> But to one of these companies, we will be saying, congratulations, you played yourself. You played yourself. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, I can kick us off. This sure. is So this is also, by the way, taken from an article from uh, CNN Business. So yeah, just to so give CNN legit. Business some props. Okay. So in 2023, Pepsi got rid of Sierra Mist, the lemon-lined flavored soda. And it had been around for 24 years. It was replaced by something called Starry. It's a new lemon-lined soda that, quote, gives people a choice in an area that's been dominated by one brand for years. Uh, Starry has more citrus flavor and is more true to fruit and aromatic. And so, then yeah, Sierra it looks Mist, like... Yeah. yeah, then Sierra Mist. And Sierra Mist launched in 99, but never really made a dent with Sprite. Sprite has been doing really well. Sierra Mist isn't, so they're relaunching Starry, getting rid of Sierra Mist. What do you think about this, Sora? Um, I... Well, it's hard to to compete with with the behemoth that that is Sprite. Right. Yeah. It's it's such a it's such an institution. Okay, I was confused when Starry came out and I saw the commercials. So <gasps> you know way, about Starry? I hadn't even heard about Starry. Well, so they play they play Starry a lot, like during basketball games, because I do okay. think that they're they're <laughs> they're specific. There's something about like lemon lime soda that is targeted like towards like black men. Okay, <laughs> it's a thing. A lot of black men really? spray. I, I can't explain it. Okay, it's it's just a thing, and and I don't know, if, you know, it's whether it's chicken or the egg, but they're always throwing it at me. Okay, got it. <laughs> I feel like my entire life. So I, I saw the commercials a lot for Starry, and I was like, I don't. This is weird. This is a weird drink. The mascot looks weird, but Kiki Palmer is in the commercial. And she's sitting courtside, like courtside at a game, and a player becomes like an anthropomorphized version of of like lemon lime drink, and she kisses the oh, wow. the, the drink. Um, it's a weird commercial, but I, I I like Kiki Palmer, so I wasn't mad. Love at, her, you know. So I'm like, okay, but I ultimately I think they're playing themselves because it's. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a stupid it's a stupid mascot and and I and I was confused. Well, wait because you might think that one of these other brands is playing themselves more. So so wait, oh, wait to decide. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. But I hear you. But I okay. hear you. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Learn of the game. No, it's it's it is confusing. It's confusing. But you know, we appreciate any mention of a, a corporation playing themselves. Okay, okay. That's right. That's kind of the whole point. So um, I just really wanted to shit on Starry. No, it's fine. It's understandable. Vanessa, do you have any thoughts on Starry, Sierra Mist? I, you know, I hadn't heard of this. And I'm I'm also surprised I haven't seen that commercial because I'm such a commercial person and I've seen I love watching commercials and then either, you know, kind of loving them or hating them. Anyway, I'm shocked that Sierra Mist is hasn't made more of a dent in Sprite's profits because yeah. I feel like it's such a famous drink. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I, obviously they're coming in big with an ad campaign and hopefully that works for them. But to go from Sierra Mist is such a known brand to Starry. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they played themselves, but it looks like they might have. Yeah. I, agree, what, I, I, I yeah. agree with both of you. Yeah. Starry sounds like like a generic like Walmart brand of lemon line. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's it's too, I don't think, 
I think I think Starry's going to last like two years, and then they're going to wow. go back to Sierra Mist or something. And maybe this is part of yeah. PepsiCo's, you know, bigger plan. You know, who knows? I mean, I would not put it past uh, their CEO Raymond Lagarda. I mean, this guy. Okay. This guy is he's uh, Lagarda dropped the ball on the logo. Should we, should we bring up the logo because it's stupid? Please. It's I a, wish you a, would. It's can dumb. we see it, Olivia? Will you bring it up? I got to see this. By the way, I Googled the CEO and the article was an interview with him talking about how he doesn't think Ozempic is going to cut into his sales for potato chips and soda. And it's like, don't get me started, this guy. Again, we love to just, especially Jonah loves to burn CEOs on here. And I go, hey, Jonah, oh. how am I ever going to get hired for a commercial again? Okay. <laughs> roast them, roast them. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. 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 Lemon lime. I see. It looks... um. Wait, but there's like a person. There's or not a oh, person. Oh, there's one there's with like a person a, in it. Or it's not. It's like a. It's like a a character. Like a. Oh, they have like a little like a, a little, little line mask. person. Or yeah. unless I'm misremembering, but I just remember being like looking at a thing and being like, I wish I could have sat in those like marketing meetings where they're like, <laughs> we need a new lemon lime. Sierra Mist isn't working. What's the title? What st- well, outer space star? There star. it is. Like, yeah, you know. Oh, how, it's almost know. like a little M M&M. and M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little Eminem person, but instead of that, like the Eminem, the little Eminem characters, it's a little person that looks like an Eminem, but they're <laughs> it's in the- an Eminem wearing like a little suit, a little yeah, little a little green suit. and yellow jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, being like, oh, I'm lemon on the inside and lime on the outside. Right, and the other one's like, right. oh, I'm the opposite. Yeah. But I'm like, at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of sugar and artificial flavors. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I'm going to get into this next product that got discontinued in 2023, which is McDonald's McCafe Sweets. Um, So the apple fritter, the blueberry muffin, and the cinnamon roll are gone. McDonald's discontinued its selection of McCafe baked goods consisting of an apple... Okay, I just told you. Uh, They got rid of those in July, marking the end of a three-year run for the sweet treats. Zora, what do you think about this This Discontinue? Yeah. You know, I feel like McDonald's has a strong established game of of sweets with the McFlurry. Yeah. Interesting. You know, and but less of a breakfast. Well, it's in terms of like sweets and stuff. So, yeah. but I don't know. Like I again, I haven't been to McDonald's probably since like 2001. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't okay. Well, I think I lo- I do love this headline I found about this from uh today.com that says uh-huh. uh, the biggest fast food chain is making a big change to its baked goods lineup and well customers aren't loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you wrote that, Jonah. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I guess some customers are upset about this. I mean, to me, uh, <laughs> they're like, but, I can't... but up, but up, bump, bump, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at photos of these. I I, I don't know. An apple fritter, blueberry muffin. I, I find it hard to find a muffin I like these days. And I, I, I guarantee you this one from McDonald's is probably so sweet. And and okay. I don't know. To me, it's like I would never order this stuff. I, I don't think we need it. As the kids today would say, you know, I think apple fritters just hit different when they're coming from <laughs> McDonald's made by like all artificial ingredients. So I'm going to okay. not, not feeling this one. Vanessa, what about you? Yeah. My first instinct is like the kind of elitist in me wants to be like, <laughs> don't get your baked goods from McDonald's. Like you can do better everybody. But I also understand that, you know, sometimes 
you're in a rush, you want to bake good, you know, and also maybe you don't live somewhere where there's, you know, a place where you can get other things like that. So again, I think this is hard because it sounds like the three of us didn't know that this ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I don't know why my brain went from like baked goods just to like desserts. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I was like, I went straight to my, yeah. but now that I'm thinking of like fast food, like baked goods, like but they, makes, yeah. they they can't be making this stuff. Like they're oh, not making. No, no, yeah. it's there, it's there's no way. Yeah. It's like didn't they used to have apple pie or something? They used or, to have those apple pies. I remember they had, and they came in like a little like skinny box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would like heat them. I remember sort of liking them as a kid, but like you those are good. complete you know garbage as a kid. But I remember those those being good. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't seem like these are like those little skinny box. Apple. No. Yeah. No, I think this is trying to compete more with like Starbucks and mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel super bummed about this one going away, but I also, you know, according to that article, people are not loving it. So that's something to consider. Yeah. Mm. Now, Jonah, do you want to read this next one, which there are so many articles about? People are so shocked. This news just broke that this yeah, is this being just broke. This, is, this okay. isn't even in the CNN business article. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fruit Stripe gum is being discontinued after more than 50 years. Food and Wine Magazine reported the gum's manufacturer, Farrar Candy, said they'll discontinue it. Farrar Candy did not respond to USA Today's request for comment, but in a statement told Food and Wine, we have made the difficult decision to sunset Fruit Stripe gum. The company added they did not take the decision lightly and considered many factors coming to this decision, including consumer preferences and purchasing patterns. I mean, can we just talk about the fact that they said we have to made the difficult decision to sunset fruit stripe gum? <laughs> yeah. Also, how are they getting like how how are they getting space in food and wine? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they should be I feel like their article should be in like, you know, convenience store magazine yeah. monthly or something. Like food and wine seems a little like Or sort you of... just a sign up at the drugstore that said fruit stripe gum is no longer available. <laughs> right. <laughs> it seems generous for food and wine to be like, let me give you guys space to speak on discontinuing this. Well, yeah, and then the flowery poetic language about sunset. It's like you can say you're discontinuing it. It's yeah. you know, it's like we we yeah. we get it. It's gum. Uh Zora, what do you think about fruit stripe gum being discontinued after 50 years? Uh I don't miss it. I didn't like it. Uh <laughs> yeah. I felt like they were appropriating zebras when I was a kid. I was yeah. like this is you guys were I, I remember them using like a zebra in their their thing. I don't miss it. I remember it being a gum that was sort of like it would taste good for a minute, not even a minute, like 10 seconds. So I, I don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Vanessa, what about you? Well, it's funny because this gum just came up in the episode we did with Carrie and Corin when we were talking about juicy fruit gum. Juicy fruit with Slater Kenny, yes. To me, I- I'll be honest, I didn't know it still was out. Like I didn't know you could still get it for sure. But maybe we on the podcast, someone said you can still get it. But my issue always with Fruit Stripe gum was it wasn't, I don't remember it being very, as a kid, I don't remember it being very tasty. Like, yeah, it's sort of, I'll say this, I'll say this. I don't really care how my gum looks. I more care how it tastes. And I feel like with Fruit Stripe gum, the whole gimmick was that it looks like it's got zebra stripes and I'm going... It's 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 going in my mouth no matter what, and I don't really care, you know, that it has zebra stripes. Right. Yeah, it's it's condescending. 
As it's a kid, condescending. You're just like, oh, it's like, condescending. oh, you're going to make this thing look cool, but you're yeah. not going to do the work give me to the make f- it taste good? Yeah. Give me the freshest, fruitiest flavor and make it last for a long time. And then I'll buy your fucking gum. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just going to put little zebra stripes on it, uh, guess what? It's going to be sunsetted. Guess what? It's going to be sunsetted. And to use uh, fucking starry language, starry, yeah. uh, you're not being true to fruit. Wow. That's right. Wow. That's right. You're not being true to fruit. Wow. <laughs> Jonah, what do you think? Do you think they play themselves? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I do. Uh, I want to say that they did have a, a logo zebra. The zebra's name was Yipes. Okay. And Yipes was sort of the mascot. Yipes would skateboard, play baseball, hand glide, play soccer, and playing tennis and eating grass. Well, so this you know is what? all stuff. Yeah. Maybe if that zebra had an African accent, because yeah. that zebra didn't seem like it was a real zebra. Yeah. To me, yeah. other than being multicolored, yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy that zebra for one second. Also, zebras can't really skateboard. Go ahead, Jonah. <laughs> There's a, there a family of stripes, striped animals: zebra, tiger, elephant, and a mouse. But then they kind of just consolidated it all into yipes, the zebra, yipes, stripes, mm. fruit stripe. That was a song. Yeah, to me, it's like, oh yeah. If someone offered me a piece of fruit striped gum, I would be like. No, and like, why? Like, why do you have that? <laughs> yeah, you like, I feel like I'm just going to go up. straight to the dentist or something. <laughs> also, it did was. the song go like this? Yipes, stripes, fruit stripe gum. Is that how it went? That's it, yeah. Did it really go that way? Yes, it really so. did go like that. It really did go like Do you remember it, I do. Yeah. yeah. It it's really a, went like that. But yeah. also, not that catchy. Kind of surprised I remember it. That's where yeah. they played themselves. That's where they played themselves. I yeah, just if a kid had fruit stripe, you were like, get out, like, get out of yeah. here. Yeah. 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 If it'd be, yeah. It'd be it'd be like if someone had like fruit by the foot and they're like, you want me to like rip you off like six inches of gum? I'd be like, nah, I'm I'm good. Like get I'm gonna eat here. this sandwich. I'm gonna get this bubblelicious. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. In this age of there's a lot of brands we're all competing. If you're gonna give me a fun, cool kid gum, give me bubblelicious, give me bubble yum. Don't give me fruit stripe gum because you know what I'm going to say? Yikes, stripes. Not interested. Not interested. Even not give, me, give me that. Give me that Charleston chew. That like weird yeah. thing that was that weird like, candy mimicking, that's real heart. Yeah. Well, it was like mimicking uh, chewing tobacco. Like oh sort of, oh um uh that big league chew big league, big league chew. chew big league yeah. chew yeah I think Charleston well, chews are like kind of a harder caramel candy yeah which one, also one delish give me that too I'll take yeah give that me that too. too give me that too that doesn't okay, sound so, bad so now we all have to decide which company played themselves the most is okay. it Sierra Mist McDonald's for getting rid of McCafe sweets or is it Fruit Stripe gum. Mm. And just to clarify, just because this almost seems counterintuitive, <laughs> the thing that you're picking is the thing you want to bring back. Oh, right. The thing oh, you miss okay. the, the thing most. you'd want to bring back the most, not the company. Yeah. Okay. Because we're the most mad at the company because gotcha. they played themselves right. for right. getting rid of it. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> counterintuitive. It is. I think I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the thing that I jumped on immediately, breaking the rules of the game, which was Sierra Miss slash Starry. Yeah. Yeah. I think they play themselves because it's hard to compete against Sprite. But I feel like I knew Sierra Mist is sort of this like scrappy thing. And I would be rooting for it to have some sort of comeback. If you had maybe like a cool campaign with Kiki Palmer, you know, doing her thing, I'd be like, oh, okay. Okay, Sierra yeah. Mist. Like, yeah. You know, I like I would I would tend to maybe root for Sierra Mist. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think they play themselves. Yeah, I, I agree with I totally agree hundred percent with Zora. I think like like a metaphor for this would be like, let's say I had a car and my neighbor had a car and their car ran way better than mine. And I was like, I need to improve my car. I guess I'll just like paint it a different color. Right. Like you're not getting to the to the thought of and maybe I'm like adding like a new like decorative thing on my steering wheel. It's like you're just kind of changing the name of something, but you're not doing the work. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, that it doesn't really change anything. So to me, it's like you get the smartest marketing guys in there, they come up with a name, they come up with these little lemon lime dudes. But to me, it's like they're not doing the work and it's it's I, I don't think it's gonna last. Uh Vanessa, what about you? I agree with both of you, although I will say this. I do think they've worked on the flavor a little bit. I do think there's a difference and I'd like to try it before I make my before I really tell them they play themselves, although I will tell them they play themselves right now. Um, but I guess my thing is like I feel like exactly they could have done Sierra Miss now with a bold new flavor, you know, and then get Kiki Palmer in there and get just like you said, like, I feel like just going with a whole new name and a whole new brand. It's, you know, I think, unfortunately, even without trying it, I got to say, I think they played themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Because you you know what other uh, soda make did the same thing that rebranded themselves that was in a, a, a Distant second the entire time, Pepsi. Yeah, you know what they did? They're like, "Hey, Cindy Crawford, hey Cindy Crawford, get over here and drink yeah. this thing and make everyone obsess over it." And that's what they yeah. did. But they didn't. They didn't do that. And so Kiki Palmer could have been there. Cindy that's Crawford. That's right. That's right. It's true. Where, where does se- where does Seven Up fit in this? Because Seven Up kind of seems like yeah, everyone's acting like Seven Up doesn't exist. Everyone's being like yeah. Sprite. Right. They're, they're, they want to compete with Sprite. It's like also this article is kind of rude. It's like um, Seven Up much. I yeah. know, I know. There's yeah. a, like, is there a game named after Sprite? Yeah. No, but there is Heads one up named seven after. Up, ever heard of it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, ever heard of it? Like throughout your entire elementary yeah. school is the, the funnest game. You guys probably played it a lot because you were in Cleveland and you had like a lot of snowy. Oh, I remember playing a lot of Seven Up yeah. as a kid because we got it. Maybe there was like a week or something where there was like some intense storm in Northern California, and I was like, oh my god, we get to play Heads Up Seven Up. But I just, I. Can imagine and what living is in a the, place with like real weather. Everybody puts everybody puts their head down on the desk and someone's standing at the front of the room. And what's the point of the game again? They 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 touch your head and then you have to guess who did it, who kind of tapped you. Okay. Well, the way we would play it is they would touch your your thumb. Yeah. Your thumb. They would touch our heads. We'd have to put our head down and they would touch the top of our head. Really? Yeah. I think probably mm-hmm. as times changed, they were like, Don't touch people's. <laughs> oh, our producer Olivia yeah, said Olivia she did, did the, the thumb, thumb version too. Ours was a hundred percent your head. And can I be can I be honest? I kind of prefer head because you don't want someone people kids have such dirty hands. Like Yeah, I, I agree because I remember like the the asshole kids would like hit your thumb uh, like really hard. So it was like this it, it was like this sort of fear that if you got picked and you had like a mean kid that your thumb would get like sort of jammed. I just remember being like it, it had this like danger of it sounds of, like the opposite of a fun game. <laughs> Olivia, I don't, did you, Olivia probably remembers the thing the, is the yeah hitting your, she does remember yeah. it. the thing is hitting <laughs> she, your head and no one would hit your head hard I don't think although maybe people did and I just never experienced no that. no I don't it, think that it had feels that like um and I think with the teacher watching it'd be a lot harder to hit someone's head hard whereas like someone's thumb you could do it without someone noticing but mm-hmm. god those are probably the same kids in battle ball who are just like whipping the ball it's like can those kids same kids you know what those kids did they played themselves they played themselves they absolutely played themselves them. yeah so, 
still. Well, Zora, this has been so much fun. Um, where can people find you other than in in front of Starry going, who's getting this? Who's getting this? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. And we're not. I'm on Instagram at Zora Bikangaga, my full name. Not on Twitter. If you want to hear the whole story, like you can, um, about my, my prank, it's just Google Zora This American Life. Right. Right. You tell the whole so thing. So you can, you can yeah. listen. If, if you want like the, the, the extended story. version, obviously listen to it. Listen to it here because this is breaking. Thank here. you so much. No, but it is if people want to hear really an in depth version of it, I listened to it on This American Life to you talking about it. And it's very interesting and fun to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you want to, see me do freestyle rap improv come to come to UCB great, great. you want to do a little bit right now I <laughs> <You don't>. would <laughs> if you want to throw me a, a beat no I I can't I can only do it on I understand. stage I kind of did that to you on purpose to like put you on the spot uh-huh. but it was that- we always make fun of musical improv too it's like I remember in, in I love that for your room just knowing that we both have done sort of a version of it, but I'll and, and know how embarrassing it is, but it's also so fun. Just like teaching a bunch of imp- kids that like the way you do musical improv is like it's really good to think of the second word you're going to say, so you can rhyme the first word with the second word. And I always was just horrible at it. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of brain math, and I'm sort of again. This is back to trying to be cool. It's like this is me still still trying to be like Tupac. But what's my version of being Tupac is doing freestyle rap improv. Well, Sora, That's I it. guaranteed you're a lot better at acting like Tupac than I am because I, uh, <laughs> when I get out there and I'm trying to do any kind of musical or rapping improv, I look like an absolute moron. Uh, uh, I would love, I would love to see it. It'll happen. Well, that was so much fun. Thanks so much to Zora for joining us and everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? where We will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like trying to be cool. Thank you so much, Zora. Thanks, Zora. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.